You're listening to Going to the Chapel, a 21 Jump Street podcast. Grab your Aquanet, throw on your best acid wash jacket, and join us as we gab about this classic television program. Hey there, Narc Blossoms. I'm Amanda McLaughlin. I'm Christopher McLaughlin. And this is Going Going to to the the Chapel. Chapel. This podcast is a deep dive into the Fox television show 21 Jump Street that ran from 1987 to 1991. And just like in our marriage, I know nothing. And I know everything. She does, I feel like I'm just going to do that different every time I say it. Go for it. We don't want to get bored. So, season one, episode four, don't pet the teacher. Can I do a quick correction on our last episode? Yes, please do. I don't know if you... Remember, but at the very end of that, well, towards the end of that episode, when they were about to go arrest, I can't even remember the character names now, the two guys who were stealing cars, and we talked about Johnny Depp doing the Pee Wee laugh, and you had said that you thought this was before Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and I actually looked it up because I could not remember. Pee Wee's Big Adventure actually came out in 1985, which... It was way earlier than I remember. Way earlier than I remember, too. I guess because it, in a weird way, it was like ahead of its time as a movie because it still holds up pretty well. I think. I mean, it's been a while since I've watched it. But well, yeah. But it, anyway, so that's good to know that it was after he was. I knew the TV I'm sure show. If anybody out. listens, they will probably have something to say about. I that. love the, I love the t- the Tim Burtonisms that sneak into Johnny Depp before he even worked with Tim Burton. But anyway, yes. So let's dive into "Don't Pet the Teacher." No cold open, so we have the title card. Um, or the the title sequence, and then the title card, which I don't remember there being a title card before that says "Don't pet the teacher." I'm superimposed on the outside of the school at night. Anyway, I just the first time I remember seeing it. But okay, so there's like creepy, moody music, and somebody is spray painting words onto the wall, which not super important yet what the words are, but they're there. That person needs a lesson in in how to actually spray graffiti. It's oh it yeah, it's, it's very terrible. amateurish. Um, we, we linger for a moment, so it's obviously important on a trophy that says Kyle Stone. It's a basketball player. It's a basketball trophy of Kyle Stone. And then we see hands, just hands, of somebody stealing a typewriter, which so 80s, Which by made the way. me write, oh my god, I still want a typewriter. <laughs> um, Always and forever. And then this person's playing basketball in the gym uh, poorly. They're not making any shots, but and they're also, trying to play basketball. Clearly late at night. I don't know if we. I mean, obviously because they've broken. Well, they, yeah, the but... title card was over the nighttime school. That's right, yeah. um, and then leaving a flower on a teacher's desk, a single flower, a single rose with some baby's breath. Yes, it's it's quite romantic looking. And then that's it, and we cut. And the name the the teacher's name is on their desk, right. and it says. Miss Chadwick, or just Chadwick. Chadwick, I don't remember. right? Which we'll we'll of course discover who Miss Chadwick is in the course of the episode. Of course. But we cut to Twenty One Jump Street, presumably the next day, and uh, Janko is reporting on this B and E's. I love it when they use like lingo, breaking and enterings. A, a series of B and E's at the high school. They're also just kind of chilling, and um, yeah. I wrote down Doug is laying down on like I think it's a sofa, I guess. But he's got his gun. It just looked really unsafe the just, way he was. Yeah. Well, it's holster though, isn't with it? his but, holster. To, yeah, yeah, but somehow I can't remember. I just wrote down that seems unsafe. The way he was laying, he was like laying yeah. on it. I don't know. I mean, they've gotten a lot better about this with actors in terms of training them on how to use firearms. But you can always tell the actors that have been around firearms and the ones that I haven't. Don't know. 
but how you feel because we've already seen them draw guns and things. I feel that they've done a pretty good job in, in that ex- aspect. To, yeah, like, the way they hold guns, like looking as if they, they don't, don't look completely doing. amateurish. I mean, they kind of I think purposely make Hanson look like he doesn't like he's wet behind the ears in that first in the right. pilot episode when he's drawn. He's like, oh right, I have to draw my gun. You know, like he's like he's he doesn't remember. He probably had gun training, but he never actually drawn his gun in a right actual circumstance. Anyway. Um, Everybody looks relatively normal here, although Depp does have the, like, sport coat with the sleeves shoved up, which was so Don Johnson 80s look. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, everybody looks pretty pretty normal here, so I kind of was like, oh, man. Um, yeah, I didn't write anything about clothing, so. So there's no, he notes, importantly, by the way, for the high school, that there was no forced entry, so they think it's an inside job. So Hanson, of course, is going to... Be a high school student and go investigate. I wrote the boss exclamation point. So someone apparently brings up Springsteen at some point. Was it Janko, I think? Uh, I don't remember. I didn't write that one down, so I don't know. Later in the episode, someone says something about Bruce Springsteen. That's why. I I don't know. I'm I'm assuming something. there was something about maybe a cons. I don't know. I don't know. But I just wrote down the boss exclamation point because he and I share a birthday. That's all I care about. We- so, and I put I can dig it, man, which I'm sure is that's about so I I did write that one down. Um, so this is Aoki. We find out is studying to be a sergeant. Yes, and and so Jenko is very excited about this. He's like Sergeant Aoki, I can dig it, or H T Aoki, I can dig it. Um, so yeah, he's he's having to study and prepare for his written exam and his oral exam and all that jazz. Right. So. That's the end of that scene. We cut then to Hanson driving his Mustang, and bam! He has a blowout, and he pulls over to the side of the road, and he gets out with his bright white tennis shoes, which look like they just came out of the box, by the way. Um, I was a, Now, see, I, when I was a kid, I was made fun of because I always wore white tennis shoes, and I liked white tennis shoes, but I think it was always a nerdy thing. So I guess they were trying to make Hanson look nerdy. I don't know. I but think it's at very a, dad. I think there was a certain time, maybe it was like a preppy style. I guess. Like, I think there was a time that white tennis shoes were a thing. It's now like dads I, wear white ten, like white New Balances. Like white tennis shoes personally, but, um, but then again, I wear, you know, pink Doc Martin high top shoes, so... And, well, anyway, so he sees the, the, the flat tire and... He doesn't have a jack, which for a car guy, and we've That's established that Hanson's a car guy. Jack, he, yeah, he doesn't he have a jack no in his car. Jack in his car. He is the one who knows about fixing cars. I think that's the that's strangest. The weird, thing. I mean, I'm not a car guy, and I have a jack in my car. But anyway, <laughs> so he's trying to hail somebody down, and and finally, some nice lady stops, and so they have this very flirty, immediately flirty interchange. Oh, yeah. like, where she's like, "Oh, it's only flat on the bottom," and she's like teasing him and. Um, and she is cute. I will say that she's very yeah, she's, cute. She's got like the severe short but haircut, but it's very cute. I want to establish that she's not like the most beautiful woman on earth. Right? I mean, that sounds mean. That's like, I'm not judging she's her. attractive, looks. but she's, she's not. She's very cute. She had more earrings than hair. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you would appreciate her. Because yeah. seriously, she had these giant earrings. Gigantic earrings she has, like, and really short hair. Really short hair, which actually, she looked But I mean, cute. even taking the hair out of the equation, yeah. I mean, she's fine looking, but she's not all that. But anyway, they anyway. are just, you know, flir- laying on Oh, and, John, and clearly Hanson is like very immediately. immediately like, oh, hubba hubba. At some point he says, uh, welcome to the 80s. Oh, I know what it is. She, she hands him um, tire foam. To fix his tire because she doesn't have a jack, but she has this. I guess it's like 
automatic well, tire sealer this, this something. Is a we never thing see what it is now but. too. But she says. Welcome to the 80s when she hands it to him. And I'm like, oh, yes, because the 80s, it's, man. It's so modern. We're here in the 80s where it's so modern right now. But I don't know. So here's my question about those. I know about that kind of stuff. It's like that sealer kind of stuff to where, right. like, you can basically patch a flat to get it somewhere. Right. But I don't know how helpful that would actually have been to him in that situation because his tire was actually, like, pretty flat. Well, it was a blowout. It wasn't just a... able to put air in the tire and then seal it where he was. I'm not actually sure how helpful yeah. that would have been. Like, it, with a slow... So, again, I'm not a car guy. But, like, if you have a slow leak and you need to take it somewhere and it's kind of... Like, if you can fill the tire, put that stuff in the tire and drive around on it safely to get it to a tire store. Like, that's the idea of that stuff. It's not like... It doesn't magically refill your tire yeah. and make it safe like, to drive your like car. I feel like if she had maybe had one of those air pressure things that you could put, like, portable. I don't like even a, know if like that would have been a thing in the like 80s. A, like a pump. Yeah, well, you could have one of those, like, manual pumps. And she gave him that. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it Not doesn't important. matter. I put very cute, meet cute. Well, and, and oh, I, I forgot to mention, she... Uh, has, she talks about, does he have a Jack? And she's like, well, I have an, like an ex named Jack. And so as she leaves, he goes, you know, good luck with Jack. And, uh, and he's like, can I make it up to you? He has this whole like, yeah, they have like, this cute little like, yeah, pun, very cute, like thing happening. Yeah. So her name is Susan Chadwick. We find out, which as you pointed out, should ping in your brain for a certain reason. It didn't ping in mine, but we cut to now the interior of the school, beginning of the school day. The janitor is having to clean up. I guess it's the graffiti from the breaking and entering. Yes. And this kid with a, a mullet is the first thing I noticed about him. He has this sort of... It's, it's not, not a true exactly mullet. It's just long in the it's back. It's just not a great hair look. And um, he's his, th- giving, his name is uh, Jeffrey. Yes. And he's giving the janitor all this is hell. Yeah. And including... I wrote... He uses... I'm. We're not going to even no, say what but... he says because it's basically a version... Of the R word, the yes. R word, which is a referring word that, to mentally ill people, yes. Well, or, or like, it's, yeah, it's not mentally handicapped people, yes. yeah. It's not a good word, it's not a word we use anymore. I, it was more common than I, I'm aware. I, ad, I admire that he doesn't use that actual word, but he uses like a shortened. I'm, I'm, I know this sounds like weird, like I'm not t- saying exactly what he says, but it doesn't matter because either way. It is not an okay word to use. And I was like, ew, I don't like this. Um, and this actor, playing Jeffrey, yes, probably doesn't look familiar to you, but his name is Jeffrey Blake. His real name oh, is funny. Jeffrey. <laughs> he was in Forrest Gump. Really? He was the, like, a-hole boyfriend, like, abusive boyfriend of Oh, the of one who Jenny. abuses Jenny. Oh. Mm-hmm, yeah. And he, I know him as... Uh, his name in that I can't remember McCloskey or whatever in in the movie Young Guns. He's one of the oh, the like okay. yeah. Young yeah. Guns is very vital to Amanda's childhood and and entire development. So yes, for many for many reasons for many reasons, <laughs> Young Buns is their their nickname for it. If that gives you any idea of why it's important, okay. but anyway. My dad is a really big fan of, like, Old West stuff. Yes. He fostered that in me. I find it very interesting. I've seen Tombstone 5,000 times, and we've also watched Young Guns a lot. Not just because Emilio Estevez's butt is in it, okay? That's all yes. I'm going to say. Does so, it have anything to do with 21 Jump Street? They know that this Jeffrey character 
sells things to other students so that they're they're probably hot. They don't know everything, but he's basically a suspect. And so he denies to the principal being the perp, and he's totally just a a dick to him. Although I have to say, this is the first scene, I think, and I'll sort of spoiler for the rest of the episode, that he kind of grows on me as the episode goes on because he is sort of clever, and also the actor is just... Having the time of his life. Oh yeah, he's this enjoying character. the hell out of this character. Um, but I wrote he's a total something dick, funny but... that he said is um, because basically the principal, one hundred percent thinks it is Jeffrey, and Jeffrey's kind of playing with him, and he's like, I don't. He's like, maybe you should contact. I don't remember if he says contact FDD or like an FDD Cupid. Well, the FDD the... Cupid, yeah, <laughs> it was it's really quite funny, funny. Which is like the flower delivery. Yeah. If you don't know what FDD is, they're still a thing. Flower delivery service. Um, and this is oh yeah the FTD flowers it's basically like then you would have to I think call an eight hundred number or you know mail well, now in there something. There are florists but, who are like yeah because you, you get well there's not like one eight hundred flowers I think yeah. you actually they may have had stores too anyway not important but yes that's the the, the FTD jo- cupid joke I, I I liked too Three. well I also want to mention before oh, we get to the classroom this is the first time that we hear him talk about Kyle so we find oh, out the, that in this, Cambodia this Kyle character. If you remember in the very beginning when the intruder is doing their graffiti. Yeah, I mentioned the You mentioned his name. So Jeffrey is the brother, the younger brother of Kyle. And he mentions something about, I think the principal maybe mentions that, you know, how his brother was a good student, you know, like, you know, as they always do, comparing the younger brother to the older brother. And we mentioned something about him being lost in Cambodia. And so we get this sense that something has happened with Kyle. Now, I have no idea what... Well, they Cambo- make references to Cambodia as if that should make sense to our audience. And you're my history yeah, I don't, buff. Uh, and I meant to look this up before this episode. but So Cambodia, of course, was a, a front in the Vietnam War. But that would have been... 15 Before years this. earlier. Um, so I don't so, know if maybe he just went to Cambodia and... I don't know. There was probably... Unre- there was always unrest in Cambodia. Or if he yeah. died. Like, we don't even get a sense... We don't know if he's alive or dead. We just... There's this, like, lost in Cambodia thing. that right. he. So anyway, he's obviously has these, like, issues. Brother of being issues. Being the younger brother, but also his brother is Was not around. Was a sports around. star and yada yada. Yes, now we are are in the classroom and Miss Chad so Hanson has arrived to show up for well, English class and he yeah, peeks he into the classroom to the door and who's his English teacher? The woman he was flirting with. Miss so, Chadwick. And she of course looks like she's seen a ghost. Well because and, she comes to him thinking why is this guy yeah, who was flirting with yeah. me stalking me at my job? And then he says well I'm in your class and she's like oh god I was flirting with a high school. I wrote awkward. Oh, also awkward. yeah like, here's my thing. She already has this weird stalker thing happening because she gets this red rose when the school gets broken into. And if I were her, I would be freaking out at every moment. Oh, yeah. Like. I have a stalker, yeah. Yeah, and she seems actually very chill about it this whole episode, yeah. which is weird to me. But the minute that I found out that I had been flirting with, I mean, we we obviously know that he's an adult. Yeah, and but... she thought he was an adult when she first met him because, I mean, he is. But... The fact that she thinks that she was, like, also flirting with this student, I would have gone home and, like, scrubbed myself <laughs> with a wire brush, drank, like, every ounce of alcohol in my house. I would feel so icky and gross, personally. Especially when the kid's in your class, but... 
Um, and I just put poor Tom because I feel sorry for him in this situation because obviously he has to be undercover. And he has he to still pretend to be class, you know? seventeen, even though he's he's hot for teacher. Which of course we will we will address as time moves along here. So he sits down in the back, and uh, Stone arrives late. Uh, Jeffrey, I should call him, uh, arrives late uh, and blames aliens, which I kind of like. That they, and he has this whole story about how the aliens I, abducted it's him. It's funny because and, it, at the very beginning, of course, because he's using this slur and is not nice to the janitor and is kind of like, of course, he is our main suspect. I don't like him, but then sometimes I do like him in this episode because yeah. he's kind of weirdly funny. And there's a kid in this class. I don't remember exactly. I think he maybe answers a question to Miss Chadwick or something. But I was like, eyebrows. The guy had like the bushiest like. Oh, it's the guy he's trying to sell to the sell tickets, the tickets to. Which, too, we're which talk I'll, about. I'll I guess you're I can discuss to right now. About. Yeah. So he he's apparently you know uh, play has got to play, and he is. Um, while Miss Chadwick is busy, looking like she's actually a good teacher, by the way. Anyway, um, she's trying to sell Van Halen tickets, Van Halen concert tickets, to Hanson. No, he's, well, he's trying, trying to sell it to the other to kid. This other kid named Wayne who has these eyebrows. eyebrows. Like, yeah. it's a unibrow. It's It has its own zip code. I put... Uh, Jeff needs to actually sell him a coupon to get his eyebrows waxed. I hate to... To shame, body shame, but man, that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, eyebrows! And I have and I have some pretty serious eyebrows, for those of you who've never seen me before, so... Um, oh, no, this she was says like big beyond, eyebrows, this is, you know, Yeah, this serious. was beyond your eyebrows. So, yeah, no, yeah, he's trying to sell it to the other kid, and then Hanson basically undercuts... Oh, the other kid doesn't have cash, so he's, like, asking basically for a, you know, advance, essentially. And Hanson's like, I've got it now, and he basically deals it, you know, down... A little bit in price, and so, needless to say, Jeffrey's impressed by Hanson's uh, ability. And so, uh, Chadwick comes back and realizes what's going on, and basically is like, you know, what's happening. And that's when Jeffrey taunts her well, he's about. Like, I heard you have. Yeah, an admirer uh, or something. Was it a secret admirer? Yeah, but the is, way yeah. he says that, I was like, "Ooh, Jeff is creepy." Yeah, the, the flower. Yeah, he's very. It's creepy about that. So, that's basically the end of that. And scene. again, if yeah. I were her. After that conversation, I would, like, go home. I'd be like, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. Although, the, of course, the flower was there before Hanson was there. So she obviously doesn't connect those two. And it's not Hanson giving her the flowers, obviously. But still, it's she's obviously get, having issues with students being attracted to her. So um, cut to the hallway. And Hanson and Stone, I keep calling him Stone in my notes, but Jeffrey, are having... His last name is Stone. Uh, yeah, I usually use last names because that's, it's, that's my historian training. He's always referred to people by their last names. And and uh, Jeffrey gives him the tickets for free as a sort of like, you know, drum up business. Like, I'll give them for free so you'll come back to me for... And um, he also offers Hanson a CD player, of course, and also that he has services for fake IDs. So he is just a useful student on multiple fronts. So that's basically just... We're establishing who Jeffrey is. And, of course, sort of putting a giant red flag on him for the whole vandalism, breaking and entering thing. So cut to... A classroom is being decorated for some party or some actress. We're not, I'm never quite clear what they're decorating for, but it looks like almost like a dance or something. Maybe yeah, I guess like a school it's, dance. It's, I guess you know the. Yeah, I'm guessing it's a dance. I'm never really understood that, but right. So the Chadwick and teacher, uh, another teacher who we don't find out who she's not really important to the plot, uh, are discussing crushes because of course she's like, well, it's just a a crush. And did you ever have a crush? And uh, well, and that's the thing is that. At this point, Chadwick, 
I think she's a little weirded out by it, but at the same time, she's still not taking it that seriously. And of course, the teacher's like, uh, harmless crush. Uh, um, and yeah, and so they ask, so Chadwick mentioned, so, you know, a teacher she had a crush on. Yeah, she said she had a crush on her eighth grade biology teacher. Right, yes. To which the other teacher replies, lucky guy, which I do not, okay. On multiple friends. What does that that even mean in this context? Because as she, as a teacher is talking about, yeah, students sometimes have crushes on their teachers. Like, I'm sure you did when you were young, but like, why would this eighth grade biology teacher be a lucky guy? Because Susan Chadwick had a crush on him when she was like 13 years old. I don't. I did not understand that. I thought it was weird. <laughs> we get a little discussion about Jeffrey and the problems with Jeffrey. We find out here that Jeffrey's parents are divorced, which I, I just put I want to put it aside here that that's divorce was starting to be the like issue du jour in the eighties as all the baby boomer marriages were imploding, and so it became. I feel like it was in every, and this is you know I was early nineties I guess that I was watching most of my pop culture, but like I feel like every. Every but very well, special episode was about because, parents divorcing. Well, because it was becoming more common, but it was still not normal. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like my generation, like me as a basically older millennial, and then, you know, kind of a few generations behind me, it's almost like the opposite where it's weird if your parents haven't been divorced right. or married before. I mean, and like your parents are divorced time, and my parents are still married, but like I was the exception. I feel like most of my parent kids, most of the people I were friends with, or at least acquaintances with in school, their parents were not everybody's parents were divorced, but it was super common partly because of the rise of no fault divorce. Cause it right. used to be, you had to have like a reason like infidelity mm-hmm. or abuse or something. Uh, and now you can just get divorced cause you're, because irreconcilable differences or whatever. Right. Anyway, so it was a yeah. issue. It was a big issue in the eighties. Anyway, because yeah, you're right. It was it was starting to be more common, but it was still seen as this. And it was. I mean, to be fair, obviously the psychological and sociological research is that being a child of divorce does cause problems, especially when we it happens can when also, you're young. It's also very common when there's been like a trauma in the family for sometimes divorce to end up happening because yeah. when there's a trauma, like in this case whatever has happened, happened with Kyle, Kyle yeah. if he died or ran off or was lost or whatever this happened in Cambodia um it's people respond to like traumas and grief and things like that differently and sometimes because of those differences it leads to people not being able to deal with their uh, the other person's grief so oftentimes that will lead to divorce. I'm not saying it happens all right. the time, but from a psychological standpoint, that is a common thing. So oh, I, yeah. it, it, from when we hear this conversation and when we find this thing out about Kyle, it kind of makes more sense why Jeffrey might Jeffrey is be the way he in is. a bunch of different <laughs> places. Reminds me, whenever we would have like uh, parents meet your teacher days at school, those kids that were like super annoying, you'd then meet their parents and you'd be like, oh, I see. And with Jeffrey, it's 100%, as we will find out that way. Um, I mean, I, I used to be a teacher. Yeah. And you could you could sometimes tell when things were going on at home. And we would see... Even in, you know, our three- and four-year-old classrooms, oh, yeah. we would see behavior differences if we knew, like, I've had, I had a f- two or three parents over the years that 
were in the process of separating and divorcing while their child was in the daycare. Oh, yeah. And you could absolutely tell from their the way they were interacting with you that things were like that. Of course, because it's their entire (laughs) world is being torn in different directions. Torn apart, yeah. Anyway, if you like this conversation, listen to Popcorn Psychology. (laughs) I'm going to put in a plug for a podcast. I know, yeah. We just went very Popcorn Popcorn Psychology. Popcorn Psychology is a cool podcast. So (laughs) I have a degree in psychology, and they watch different movies, and they talk about it from a psychological standpoint. Which is really kind of interesting to think about what, like, treatment would be for certain characters. Just for fun, not, yeah. I mean, you know. So, anyway. No, this, is not, this is not a... This is not that a sponsored podcast. episode. But anyway, <laughs> just wanted to let you know. So, this is also where, speaking of Kyle, where we discuss again how Kyle was sort of the golden child and the perfect, you know, great student and so handsome and he was a jock. And, and he was an amazing basketball player that won them you know the state championship yeah the whole thing and the janitor is is busy in the room helping out and basically is like well he wasn't all that um and this is where we sort of find out the janitor went to school with i don't know if we find out here but we will find out that they went to school at the same time as that he used to go to the school he is now working in yeah with with janitor yeah with kyle and I suppose that he's white knighting. I don't remember what he's white because knighting about. Because he was basically, I think he said something about if Jeffrey bothers her. Oh yeah, he's gonna know, kind that of he's thing. gonna protect her. So he's being all which I felt creepy like about it. You know? That was creepy. Like I'm like all these men. So, as a woman putting myself in Ms. Chadwick's position, I would be like, I just need to. Why are all these men around me? Like I mean. Maybe it feels good, but I would not feel good if, like, all of my students were talking about people having crushes on me. And then the janitor was like, don't worry, I'll protect... I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> her, as a teacher, I'd also be like, uh, no, thank you. Her but, whole situation, I feel like. Um, our, our final scene for, for the first commercial break here, uh, cut to the parking lot. Um, and Hanson and Chadwick, or, you know, Chadwick, I guess, is walking down the stairs and Hanson's going to his car. Anyway, they meet in the parking lot, is all I remember. And she, he returns her tire foam to her. And she thanks him for not saying anything in front of the class about her. Because, I mean, you know how teen I imagine, she, you know, that was really embarrassing for her. And if he'd been like, hey, class... She hit on me the yeah. other day, but you know, she's which, yeah, she's thankful. Why that, would he do that? That but, they're they're ha- but handling thank it well because she thinks he's seventeen, so she thinks like, wow, you're super mature to handle that as well as you did. Um, I put uh, Depp movie star eyeball um, sex. I should say I put a different word that begins with the letter <laughs> F. But um, so Johnny Depp, we're is, trying to stay at least like PG, yeah, thirteen up on this podcast. One of the best act. At His giving eyeballs, yeah. Well, especially when he gives the like look, the like bedroom eyes. Are, I can see why women just completely and fall apart. Still, like, I think she's trying to be professional and be like, "I'm your teacher yeah. in this," but it there's still a little too much flirtation happening here that makes me uncomfortable. You can definitely still cut the sexual tension with a knife. We, as viewers, know that he is a grown adult, but she doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> change the situation. Um, I can only imagine. Yeah. I don't want to keep count because it will make me sad. The times that we're going to be like moving into statutory area oof. in this show yeah. makes me really uncomfortable. It's, it's, like with Nadia. Oh, yeah. A couple episodes it's already, we've had a couple of it. And even in the, yeah, in the pilot, even, yeah, there's just been a couple of them. So Which she again, opens her. Put grown police officers in. High she school. opens her car door and looks down, and all, what do we find on the driver's seat? But another single rose with baby's breath, and she gasps 
and we cut to commercial. The 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 mad flower is still and going. And then we get a commercial for like what Monchi cheese. <laughs> I, I, I should I should look up eighties commercials and see what sort of commercials might have been around in eighty seven. Like I'm sure there's a YouTube compilation of best commercials I would sing of eighty seven. The jingle but i feel like even that might get us in trouble <laughs> yeah no we no we can't sing anything although if anybody would like to, from the 80s is still around and would like to sponsor us i'd be happy to take that money caboodles if you'd like to sponsor us i have five caboodles in my house right now yes and and we need more caboodles clearly <laughs> <sighs> maybe we could do a caboodle unboxing video oh my uh, gosh that's my dream <laughs> My dream is doing an unboxing video based on the movie Seven. Uh, anyway, moving on. Um, What's in the box? What's in the box? Um, <laughs> we've gotten way off track. If All someone right. can take me a caboodle with Gwyneth Paltrow's head on it, thanks. <laughs> anyway, back to so, 21 Back Jump to 21 Jump Street. After this commercial break during the podcast, we cut to two people making out, an older man oh and God. a clearly younger woman making out. So, And yeah. we see... Jeffrey come down the stairs, and so clearly we're at Jeffrey's the, the stone house. house, yes. And and he just plops himself down on the... I love that they're just, like, making out on the couch. He just plops himself down and starts watching I TV. Ew, but then, I like, as a parent, I'm like, I mean, yeah, I know. Parents gotta get it, too. But... Yeah. He, she's clearly so much younger than him. Yeah, like, the, it's obvious. Like, she's 12. I'm, again, I'm not sure that she's legal. Can we talk about it? Yeah. Maybe she is. I don't know. And I think, is it, Jeffrey has got any money, and he said it must have spent it all on your PJs. Because <laughs> um, he has this, like, real, like silk robe. The, He's, like, the obviously. Dad is wearing a robe. This is obviously it's his, also, like. It's a little strange to me, as someone who has children, and they're not even teenagers yet, that he's in his home. His son obviously lives with him. His yeah. teenage son. Go to your room. No, he was clearly going to have sex with her Get in the living room. Get a room. Don't they have like the fireplace going? I feel like I it's think like so, very but romantic. Like on the couch. And he has like silk PJs on, and and yeah, but Jeff just comes down, starts watching television. And I wrote down, this is fun. There was um, something that flashed on the TV, and it said Patrick Hasberg oh, yeah. as one of the you know, and he's one of the, I guess, producers or writers, showrunners of Twenty One Jump Street. So I thought it was kind of that was obviously. Yeah on purpose but it was kind of fun so but yeah i wrote that girl is 12 <laughs> maybe not but the dad is obviously old enough well and jeffrey has that great he line says about something about tomorrow's tomorrow's a school, a school day. day you know and i have she to go gives him like a shit look so i'm like is he just being funny because yeah. he is he does this he is, is actually funny. pretty funny this is i think where he really or over. is she actually someone he goes to school with i don't I think, think it was so a i think he's a joke i I really hope it was a joke, but because he looks like he's about 25, they do look the same age, but I yeah. think that's just the nature of casting right. this show. I mean, she definitely, I think, is supposed to look like she just turned 18. But yeah, he 18. totally gives no Fs about yes. his dad being here with this girl. And this is also another thing that shows us like what his home life is like. So obviously his dad is just off yeah. boning people. So, so the purpose and... of this scene is to show that he basically has no parents yeah, at home. Yeah, he's just So again, we, we get a lot more understanding of Jeffrey, which I think is why we start to like him. Because again, it's like meeting the kids on Meet Your Teacher Day or with the, the parents and being like, oh, okay, it makes a lot more sense. So the next scene is in a club where people are, and I put dancing in quotes. Because it's well, it 80s, 80s white people trying to sort of... I, I don't even know how to describe it for a non-visual. I, I'm doing it on the couch right now, but it's like this... They're like moving their arms, kind of. It's it's white people it's dancing. Eighties white people dancing. Um, and Hanson is there and looks quite miffed to be there because, of course, Hanson's the squarest square that ever did square. 
and he's just like, why am I here? Um, and why is he there? To meet Stone, uh, Jeffrey. Because um, he said he would hang out with them and stuff, so they're at this club. Right, and there's, they're just having more banter. I just write down more banter. There's, you know, there's, actually, this is a pretty clever episode in terms of the writing. There's a lot of pretty good, like, sort of 1930s screwball comedy era <laughs> Uh, banter between people, which is makes it fun and makes the sort of procedural aspect of it move along. And the way that people are dressed in this club, I feel like it's supposed to be kind of like a punk-ish club, but, I mean, the music's not punk, but I think that's kind of right the idea. And there's a girl who stops at the table, I don't remember if she's a waitress or a bartender or if she's just no, a girl. she's coming to see Stone because he's selling the CD selling players. Selling the CD players. And so, yeah... She's got this great crimped hair, which I, you know, hair crimping was such the thing. Um, it's 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 great. I love. I I was so excited by this hair. And so he he sell. Does he actually sell her a CD well, player here? Or they? I think there's two girls that come up. Aren't there's a, there? Oh, there's another girl with giant hair who comes up. Yeah, it's great. But he's only got like one CD. Oh yeah, and she buys the CD player. Yes. One of them, like, really, really hardcore hits on Hanson. She literally. I wrote this down. She says, "Stop by and ruin me." Oh. Which. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Johnny's saying Je- that to you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're going to stop the podcast here. Oh, dear. It's um, just such a fun... It's, I think that's, like, a very, like, 80s, like... Ruin me. I mean, it's... Girl. It's, I'm sure it's not the first time Johnny Depp has heard that, but anyway. Um, yeah. Is that the one that Jeff then says that she's the queen of the lewds or something like that? Oh, yeah, basically. I mean, I do have a little bit of a problem with the sexual politics of the show in that, like, girls... It's, it, it seems like every episode has to have at least one girl who's just a giant slut, you know, who just well, sleeps I mean, with everybody. Well, I mean, but I guess at the time you would have considered them sluts, but I mean, good for them. Well, like, yeah, but I, mean, I don't... It's, it's, but I mean, even in the way the tone but you of the know, episode But when is, he says yeah. Queen of the Ludes, you know what that means. But she takes like... Quaaludes. Oh, Quaaludes. Okay, I, th- I was thinking Ludes, like, took, like, nude photos no, 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 or something. No, 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 like... he's saying that she's a druggie. Oh, see, I totally missed it. I didn't think about Quaaludes. I was thinking, see, like... You gotta know that if you're gonna watch lingo. a show from the '80s, you have to know drug lingo. See, no one does. I mean, maybe people just still do quaaludes, but no, we're I all actually, on opiates now. Actually, but. ironically, I read an article a while back where Johnny Depp was actually bemoaning the fact that people didn't do quaaludes anymore. So that's ironic. R.I.P. Hunter S. Thompson. That Hanson's eyes like bug out, yeah. like oh, a drug. Like it's the worst thing. Which is funny to me because I was like, okay. I know this is before Johnny Depp was best friends with Hunter S. Thompson, but I will tell you something. Johnny Depp has been a king of the ludes himself, I'm sure. I, oh, yes. I will, This sounds like I'm like trying to bash Johnny Depp. I'm not. But when you're like besties with Hunter S. Thompson, oh, yeah. you're going to be doing some drugs. There's, oh, ju- there was this great journalist who did a thing on Hunter S. Thompson, and she got so high... Because that's what you do when you meet Hunter S. Thompson. He's basically just, he pops pills in front of you no, and just says, just, take these, basically. He'll just hand you shit and won't yeah. tell you what it is. He'll be like, hey, you know, snort this and tell me what happens. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. It was it was a crazy different time, for sure. Okay, so, anyway, sorry, moving on. But no, it wasn't about her being slutty. It was about her being a druggie. Right, so we move on to uh, Stone, or uh, Jeffrey and Hanson. This is where the peeping Tom thing we yeah, find out that he's right. w- looking, watching Chadwick through her window. Yeah, he's like, that's is, Chadwick's house right there, and he's like watching her through the window. Through the window, and I, I mean, it's just kind and of creepy. I'm like, so again, okay, this is the this is especially the point where yes. I apologize because I do not think that this quote is a nice thing to say. <laughs> I would not want it said about me. 
But immediately I thought of yeah. in 10 Things I Hate About yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. When they're talking about how everybody loves... Bianca, right? Bianca. Yeah. I was going to say what's her name, but I think it's, I think it's the just same Bianca, as yeah. mm. um, Taming of the, the Shrew. Everybody, how everybody wants to date Bianca. And Patrick Verona, the Petruchio of 10 Things I Hate About You. Heath Ledger. R.I.P. Heath Ledger says, what is with this chick? Does she have beer flavored nipples or something? <laughs> Which is terrible and hilarious in a yes. way. Like, again... 1999 was also a different time. Let's just be real. It's still funny. <laughs> I guess. But, like, because he's saying, like, why does everyone Everybody, want to Why is I'm so obsessed girl? with this girl? And that's yeah. kind of how I feel about Miss Chadwick. Again, she's really cute. But, but like, the whole... Not all that. Like, everyone is, like, oh, Miss Chadwick. Like, Chad, she's a supermodel or like, something. Hanson's yeah. immediately in love with her. Jeff is stalking her. Right. The the janitor's obviously got a thing. I mean, everybody's like, yeah. I mean, I mean, good good for. Again, I mean, I feel like even that other female her. teacher was like, lucky guy. I'm like, are you into her? Like, everybody's <laughs> into her. Yeah, yeah. Does she just like spray pheromones on herself as she walks around? Maybe. So I don't anyway, know. sorry. I hate to like bring that up, but immediately a image of. Heath Ledger saying that popped into my brain. So they, anyway, they go, they drive from there and go to the school. And um, apparently Jeffrey likes to just hang out on the roof and look at the stars, think about his life, I guess. He also points out, by the way, in a bit of the police procedural aspect, that the exhaust fan cover comes off. So of course you can die hard your way into the school um, without right, breaking Hansen, in. Hanson, like as his friend, is like, what the hell are we doing here, man? Oh, he says, bammo, you're in. <laughs> Which I thought was a funny way to put it. Um, I feel like we're sort of like... This actor has a really interesting pattern of speech that I kind of love. Yeah. So they, he, st- of course, has some chairs stashed up there to, to look... Uh, and he... Well, and he's basically like, you know, why are we here? And he's like, just to get away from out there, like parents. Yeah. And like, you know, you kind of, again, get this sense that like, you know, life has kind of been weird for him. So he just comes at, to the school and he just hangs out on the roof. Yeah. And of course, we're, we're sort of almost establishing with a sledgehammer that... Jeffrey is a suspect in the breaking and entering situation because he knows how to get in and he's in, in love or at least interested in Chadwick and he's kind of a dick and he's got stuff that might be stolen on his person. So they discuss, uh, you know, his, his Cambodia issue comes up again with his brother and, you know, his, his brother issues. But again, we never get the full conversation. He never says it's what exactly like it's about. Kyle... He's like, I get up here to get away from the world. I promise to research Cambodia before the next time we record, and I will give you an update if there is anything to report. Because we also um, don't know how much older he is than him, yeah. but it had to have been close to the same time. I don't know. And Je- so Jeffrey talks to Hanson about you know the Van Halen concert. How'd you like the concert? And he says, I know you sold the tickets. It's like you, I did. You know, you, obviously you don't like Van Halen. I mean, you could tell he can read people. He says he can you, read people. That's his well, skill. That's his skill. Yeah. And Hanson, I mean, it doesn't take a lot of reading people to realize he wouldn't be a Van Halen fan. Kyle clearly likes Hanson and he wants to go into business together. They even offers like, hey, we could you know run run this stuff together because clearly you've got some game. So. Um, it's a nice moment of sort of bonding between the two of them, and it's it's very sweet. As a person who who got married to a, a girl that he used to bond with under the stars, I, I always appreciate those kind of scenes. Oh, are you now shipping Jeffrey and Hanson? No, I don't think it's romantic. That doesn't read as romantic. <laughs> Unlike the you know the two guys from the previous episode who I was totally shipping, this is not. I don't does not. Oh, read I actually cut that out of that. But yeah. Oh, okay. 
So we can cut Christopher that out of this too. thought that there was some kind of thing going on between the guys who wanted to open their own shop. I didn't read that, but hey, if it was, go for it, man. No, this this reads to me totally as a, as a sort of this is the oh begin- I know I was Louis. Just, this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. I was just making fun of you. So anyway, cutting back to Twenty One Jump Street, where oh my god, <laughs> Penhall and Aoki. Let me talk about Peter DeLuise again, everyone. Spoiler uh, alert. Pardon me, I'm going to get comfortable while, while she talks about <laughs> Penhall. But so they're playing baseball. Please it's so carry cute. on. No, just. That's it. I, okay. He, he's, good. he's like, he's like, um, so Pinhall is catcher, but he's also like umping. And so he and Harry are like, you know, arguing with each other about a strike. Yeah. And, and Aoki makes the reference to like the Japanese being good at baseball, which is, you know, like yeah, every so often after remind us, yeah, have to remind us that he's Japanese. So there's a reference, I just write down because there's a reference to Billy Martin. So there's, they were arguing, they were arguing with each other. Um, <laughs> Billy Martin, in case you don't know, if you watch this episode, was a manager who was famous for if getting into... If you weren't alive in 1987 yeah. like Christopher was. <laughs> well, I, I, I was alive, but wasn't watching... I mean, I was probably watching baseball, but I didn't know who Billy Martin was then. But he was rather famous for getting into extremely animated arguments with umpires and bumping them and, like, kicking dust over the plate and all this stuff. So, yeah, so, so yeah. Ken Hall goes, Billy Martin, Billy Martin, when they... Yeah. Anyway. And I love that you, you pointed this out to me when we were uh, pre-talking about the episode, that... Uh, they they have like a baseball and a glove, but then they're playing with a billy club as a bat. Which I guess is that funny. was just to be like, remember, we're police officers. Yeah, I, but what yeah. they're doing actually is that they're helping Aoki study for his exam yes, yes, yes. while playing baseball. Right is the deal. And this is where Hanson is brings his report on Jeffrey and basically is like... This is also when Jinko asks him, Hey, how was the concert, man? Was it radical, radical awesome? awesome? Like, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Man, I love his hippieisms. Jenko is is yeah, he's he's everything. He's kind of the like secret glue that holds this show together. I feel like without, which is sad because he doesn't last. He, well, he doesn't do a lot, but I think without spoiler alert, with, without him, well, it's fine. Without him, uh, I feel like there would be a big gaping hole in the mm-hmm. middle of the show. So that's the important part of that scene. We cut to a restaurant uh, where where Chadwick <laughs> it is literally eating. said restaurant. Yeah. It li- <laughs> There's there's a, there's the the uh, what is it the uh, out front I don't know the what's called the like canopy part canopy out front of the restaurant just says restaurant I did because I couldn't get the rights to something anyway so we inside Chadwick is eating and grading papers as teachers are want to do and have to do and I I would argue that teachers nowadays probably don't eat alone at a restaurant because they can't afford to eat alone at a restaurant no, probably while not grading their papers. And who should join her at the table but Hanson? Yeah, he just shows, shows up, up and sits, and sits down. down. Yeah, and start and then it starts flirting immediately. And she instead of being like, well, no, what happens is she's sitting there grading papers. The waiter brings a drink over, and she's oh, like, yeah. "No, I didn't order that." And Tom sits down and says, "I did." I did. Oh yeah, such a and she's like, mood. "I don't think you should be buying me drinks." He's like, "It's for me, and it's a Coke." <laughs> like, yeah. So, because he's having to keep up appearances, but he's also still trying to like mac on her. And I'm like, well, why are you trying to have game thing. when you're playing a seventeen? And she also asks, like, what did you do with the last one? Pour it all over yourself because he's wet, I guess. Oh and yeah, because like, it's, it's, raining it's raining outside, outside and then yeah. we hear her complain because she walked to the restaurant. Which here's my question: Has is Hanson also stalking her? Like, how did he know she was at the restaurant, or did he just randomly show up at the restaurant? That's something that I've never understood about. They don't the really scene. establish they that. They don't at all. say anything. It's like he just happened to go by 
restaurant. There's a few things that... And see her. But if she walked there, it's within walking distance of her house. Yeah. So is he also driving around stalking her? Or maybe he's following Kyle, who's following her. Oh, that's... Not Kyle, uh, Jeffrey. He's following Jeffrey, who's following her. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, maybe. I don't know. It's not super important. But either way, he's Like the, the thing where he doesn't have a jack. A lot of things have to happen in this episode because plot. So I just like to question. She, she, he talks about you know her grading the restaurant. She mentions that she once did grades or, or liked to grade at a Twisted Sister concert, which I love the Twisted Sister reference. How do you but grade papers at a Twisted Sister concert? That just seems very like too noisy. much work. Yeah. Not only that, but if it's and standing dark. room only, you're like carrying all these yeah. papers around with you. I can't imagine I, how that would work. Uh, anyway. And one of them, is it her who mentions if things were different, talking about between she them? She says that. I mean, because she basically was, she's basically like, well, her whole argument is, I'm your teacher. You're my student. And I'm like, yes, there's a power dynamic, but also, hey, you're underage. Which, again, we know he's not. Mm-hmm. But this is my problem, too. Hanson's undercover, and the minute he realized he was in her class, he should have just left it at that and been like, cool, you're my teacher. And not try to interact with her too much. Yeah. I get it. He likes her. He thinks she's cute. But it's not good police work because he's trying to remain undercover. And undercover, he is... Like, he could basically almost get her... Like, I'm I'm like, is he trying to, like, sleep with her so he can get her for statutory rape? Like, what is I, yeah, happening Yeah, it's here? like almost entrapment. Well... But I know that's not what it is. I'm considering this, like, this is, we need to, like, I should have, we should have mentioned the quote earlier, because this is, like, the beer-flavored nipples problem. There's numerous times in this episode where it's a beer-flavored nipple problem. Um, Well, and also, she's cute, and I get it, and I'm like, the thing is, if you were doing your work, and you were with Jeffrey right now, and seeing if he's breaking into the school or something, then the quicker you get through this it's not like a conflict of interest anymore if you wanted to pursue a relationship with her like it's a lie yeah now he well he says something like you just don't have all of the pieces because she's like there's something well, she's like, like like you seem grown up and he says i am grown up at one point like i'm like or like something yeah. about growing up he's like i am grown Was well that- no 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 she said I don't remember what she says, yeah. but he says, I am a girl. Which I feel like, and it's like, like, stop, Hanson, you're giving it all away. But also, like, if I were, you know, 26 or how, she's supposed to be young herself, to be fair. But, and this, like, 17-year-old kid was telling me he's a grown-up, I'd be like, that's, okay. that's cute. Yeah. If a 26-year-old told me they were a grown-up, I would tell them they were cute. No offense, 26-year-olds, but let me just say. And isn't this also where she mentions that he, she, she if he's him, a bio, to become no, a biology teacher? she tells teacher? him, you're going to, I think you're going to grow up to be a biology teacher, which is a reference to, to before right. when we realized yeah. that she had a crush on her biology teacher. But I'm like, ew, 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 yeah. ew, ew, because I had even not, I even forgot about that. So yeah. I was like, that's gross. Okay, Mary Kay Letourneau. You, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm like, you think he is a young kid. And it's weird because you were attracted to him. But, like, if it were me, like, if I met somebody at, like, I don't know, in the same situation, and I thought they were cute, and we exchanged numbers, but then they were like, you know, I <laughs> I have a world history paper yeah. here tomorrow, like, that uh, would immediately turn me off. I'd be done. Yeah, I'd be no. like, nope, nope, not talking to you anymore. Well, and that's, I mean... And I, even from a yeah, male perspective, like, even if you, like, think she's cute. You worked in a school, in a oh, high yeah. school. Can you even imagine, like, 
being in a restaurant and a student coming to sit with you, being okay with even talking. That's my thing is she yeah. should not even let the conversation happen, much less like basically say if things were different. Well, and sitting together at a restaurant, I mean, you can get yourself fired for that. Like for me, like I would, I, I think I saw a student once at like Target or something, but like, that was a little different. you accidentally slipped a bad word, not like a really bad word, but you like cursed yeah. Not at a student, but a, with a student. Yeah, with around. a student around. I said, and customer. they said something about it, and you got like reprimanded. I had for to it. talk to the like, vice and principal, and that's not even it, a yes. big deal to yeah. me. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the ends. The scene ends with them sharing a salad, which it's not important how that ends, but like. The point of that is that she doesn't tell him to go away, like, as we were just discussing, like, doesn't tell him, you are underage, this is inappropriate, go away. It makes me think of that movie, um, Never Been Kissed, with Drew Barrymore, because we have the same problem of, like, she's, like, in love with her teacher, but he thinks she's a high school student, Mm. and he's, like, weirdly attracted to her, but obviously is not comfortable with that, why he's attracted to her, and then, like, finds out she's an adult, and he actually, to be fair, I think reacts in the correct way because he's upset but then of course in the end he like comes and kisses her at the baseball field but I feel like if I watch that movie again now because watching these things when I was a teenager I was like okay that's weird she thinks you're her student but I don't get how problematic it actually is you know it's well and so anyway that's the the problematic aspect of that so we um we cut to um the gym and the horror movie music again, and the the scoreboard turns on. Now we we have a debate about whether this is a dream sequence scoreboard or if there's actually like actually turns it I on. Think, I think that he. I think it's real. Actually it on. actually gets turned on, and the guy's shooting shooting his shot literally. And you're, um, and you're hearing like oh like, like ghost versions of like people cheering. Cheering. It's like obviously he's imagining. But also they like being the a big bunch game of shot like just a bunch of like shots of like the gym, the gym, the scoreboard lights up. Da-da-da. And I'm like, it's I very heard, artsy. We get it. We're in the gym. Yeah, it's a very artsy sort of thing. Um, he. Uh, keeps missing his shots again and then we see him stealing adding machines and like big old chunky four function calculators and i've heard that it's ironic and interesting to me that everything that he's stealing from the school would not be sold today like yeah would be nothing today it's yeah so it's, funny. it's it's uh, it was basically it's totally Absolute technology. It's just funny. The typewriter, adding machines, CD players, um, clunky old calculators. Um, and, of course, puts a flower on Mrs. Chadwick's desk again. So, basically, we're just still establishing that the B&Es are still happening. So, apologize for the length of this episode. It's going to be a lengthy one. But hope you're enjoying it. Um, we cut to uh, Hanson driving Chadwick home. Oh, dear God. Because, of course, she it was raining and, and she, she walked, walked Yes. One of them, I don't remember which, says, I had fun. Which, again, no, you did not have fun. Like, this is not a date. This is not appropriate. I, I mean, mean again, from Hanson's... Date, but, like, I, I no. Depp is giving her bedroom eyes again, and she's definitely not saying no to those bedroom eyes. She definitely seems to know at this point, I think, that something's up. Like, like he's like... Well, she does say there's something about you that doesn't fit. And that's yeah. when he's like, you don't have all the pieces. Yeah. I put still flirting with your student. But then he says something about, like, wanting to go to prom with her. Or, like, something about, have it, did you have, do you have a date for prom? And she said, yeah, seven years ago. So, like, yeah. that means she's, like, 25. 
But so, yeah, still. she's a young teacher. And, yeah, in real life, he's, like, 21 or whatever. But, again, yeah. she doesn't know that. I think we've, we've, we've belabored the point enough, but it's, it's, it is still it's creepy every time it happens. And he's a terrible police officer. Awful. And so he drives off, and the, there's a nice little sort of focus change from near to the distance. And we see the car, and, of course, it's Jeffrey sitting in the car because he was watching the house, as he does. And he saw Hanson drop her off. Dun-dun-dun! Mm-hmm. Commercial. Now, um, we cut back to Aoki. I think we're back at 21 Jump Street yes. here. Studying with his stereotypical... Every time you have a studying scene in a, in a, in a movie, you have to have those... Uh, giant pile of books which to be fair when well, i was studying in college in the 80s and the 90s now even when i was like, studying in college look, they're googling for hours I, I would have piles of books around me partly because i like to have I actual mean, physical books but he has but, a stack yeah like, just like stacks of like books. yeah leaning tower of pisa <laughs> he's i love he's memorizing the municipal code which I, I mean i guess they kind of have to memorize some laws but like like code by code basically um this is where uh hansen comes in jink wants to talk to him the school got knocked over again, as we talked oh, about right, all of right, the adding yeah. machines and stuff. And he's like, "What was um, Jeffrey doing last night?" Right. And actually, Jinko actually asks Hanson like something about the teacher, and he's like, "What is with this teacher?" Like again about I think he's saying the rose is put on her desk again. He's like, "What is she like?" And then we have Tom break and be like, "Oh, she's oh yeah," and then he J- like has a. Like that. Yeah, and Janko's totally Johnny sees Depp through him. has this look. He has this interesting way. He shifts facial expressions so quickly and in such a great way. Like the way he was doing that because he's like, oh, she's. And then immediately, immediately he's yeah, like, Oh, no, like, oh, yeah. She, you know. Yeah. There's a great scene in the movie Benny and June where he has like four or five different facial expressions oh, yeah. all at once. I don't know. He, he's really good Unfortunately, at that. we forget now that he's basically gotten stuck doing Jack Sparrow or he's... Uh, basically, well, in a... every character, practically, is Jack Sparrow recently. How good an actor he was as a young man. And and just natural at it. Clearly, he knew how to do his inner monologues. But but so he's basically like, well, I wasn't with Stone last night. And Jenko's like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I mentioned that Jenko's office is so great. You know, every, every, I see new details every time we're in Jenko's office, you know, with his, his Hendrix poster and his, his uh, target with... Richard Nixon on it, and just and the music in the scene. By the way, I I just put it was distracting me because it was just like yeah, he was super listening to something that was super awful. loud and awful. Well, so eventually he gets to like he's asking because Hanson's like, "Well, I wasn't with Stone last night." He's yeah. like, "Okay, well, who were you with?" And <laughs> Hanson's like, "What do you mean who?" He's like, "Well, I don't mean the who, the music band," <laughs> which I was like, "My favorite." Yeah. <laughs> I, again, funny. But so he finally who. gets out of Hanson. That he was eating with dinner, dinner with, with the teacher. With the teacher. And don't pet the teacher. Although I feel like this episode should also be called Don't Pet the Student. But uh, <laughs> Moving on to the next scene. Um, we cut back to the school with Chadwick trying to teach Chekhov to, to high school students, which, God bless her. Um, Better than Rip Van Winkle, man. And we notice that Jeffrey is not in class tonight, today. And uh, the janitor and the principal come to the, to the door and ask Chadwick I think if they ask if she had another flower or something anyway well, they no, call her out of the class they're looking for Jeffrey because he's supposed to be yeah. in the class um, and, they, and they call her out of the class and they're going to do a locker check on him and they're going to search his locker they're going to search his locker because they think he's got the stolen goods in his locker and this is where Hanson finally decides he has to break character yeah, he comes out he's like you can't do, do that this. it'll it'll ruin it's a you know. legal search right and so which the, is it in a high school like, it isn't I, no. 
I thought that... High schoolers have no rights, basically. I know, but, but I like that they kind of... Maybe at the time it was more that way before you know, yeah. horrible things that happen now happen. Pre-Columbine, I think high school students had more rights. Because he but... was saying, you know, that's an illegal search, essentially. Yeah. But I think the lockers being that they actually technically belong to the school. I don't know. But we'll go with it. Um, <laughs> so anyway, he asked... He basically is like, you know, this is going to be... You won't be able to use this as evidence and yada yada. And... So Jeffrey arrives at this well, point as he's right, after they're having right this as confrontation. He, well, and of course, Miss Chadwick also walks out. So he pulls out yeah, she, his badge and he's like, I'm a police officer. And she's like... And she's like... And he's oh. like... And he literally looks at her and goes, that's the piece that was missing. Right. So, of course, like, she's Everybody's kind like, of, yeah. like, upset or whatever. And the the principal, of course, didn't know that he was a police mm. officer. He's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So he yells at the principal, let me do my job... And don't get in my way or something like that. And then Jeffrey then Jeffrey arrives and says, and well, we la- can't really do that. you know." Right. And the, I will let you, uh, since this is a, a very important line <laughs> for the series, Jeffrey so, calls him a great name. A couple of times I've started this podcast by saying, hey, Nork Blossoms. And this is when Jeffrey learns <laughs> that Tom is, is a narc. Yes. a <laughs> police officer. He's like... Oh, I th- what was it he says? I thought that you were just a jerk, but now I realize you're a professional jerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah a professional but he jerk. Says, yeah, you narc blossom. Yeah. Like that, and the way he says it, I can't say it the way he says it, but it's great. And I'm like, narc blossom is great. So anyway, they tell him to open the locker. He's like, he's like, the, yeah, go ahead. It's fine. You have my permission. Essentially, like whatever. There's nothing gonna be in there. He's like, there. well, no. He says, well, you can't do that. Even the Cub Scout will tell you that. But then he's like, but I'll be, it'll be okay with me to embarrass him. He opens the locker. What's in the locker? Uh, adding machines and calculators and all of the contraband. So, of course, they so arrest Jeffrey. Tom arrests Jeffrey. And Jeffrey all the while saying, I didn't do it. Right. And Jeffrey's like, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. Yeah, I've been set up, basically. So, commercial break. And we cut to the police station. And uh, dear old dad has bailed out um, Jeffrey He's not what. So this was what I I hate. The show, dads in this show are all terrible. As a dad, it offends me. Anyway, he's not mad that Jeffrey has all of this basically not petty larceny, just straight up larceny, but that he got caught. Like all he's mad about is he's that like, he got. I'm not mad at you for doing it. I'm mad that you were stupid enough to get caught. Yeah. To which Jeffrey's like, oh, I know you gotta take care of your bottom line, whatever. But then like, yeah, is he's still saying, but I didn't do it. <laughs> So I, I have that we cut to Chadwick's leg. I don't know. <laughs> her leg. No, she had the leg warmers. It was in her house. In her oh, leg warmers. Head. That's what it was. She's I, wearing I, these leg warmers. I was, like, I was like, fantastic. cut to Chadwick's legs. Yeah, cut to Chadwick's leg warmers. Yeah. Um, and she's she's mad at the narc blossom. Well, she's in her apartment. And so Hanson comes to her, her apartment. And she's mad that he didn't tell her. I'm like, well, what was he supposed to do? Well, yeah. and she's mad at him too. She's like, so what is this? You like harass my student. Like she's basically, she kind of. She doesn't call him a narc, but she basically calls him a narc too. And I'm like, that would be me as a teacher. Like, how, and I can't say this enough, how dare you? Yes. How dare you? She's like, uh, it's cute that you gave me a CD player, but whatever. Uh, no, 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 it wasn't a CD player. What is it that, what is it that, she has a gift. No, it's a CD See, player. Because it's what he was selling, yeah. What Jeffrey was and selling. And she's like... That's cute, but Jeffrey would have gotten me tickets to somewhere. I don't remember yeah. who she says. And he's like, I didn't give you this. Because she thinks that he left it on her mat, I guess, to like apologize. He's yeah. like, I did not give you this. And she's like, well, who did? And he's like, 
I don't know. And once again, if I were Chadwick, I'd be like, why are all these men stalking me? Why? Beer nipples. Um. <laughs> and, but then, like, he's like, as bad as it is, I was just doing my job. He, like, convinces her to, like, I guess, forgive him. And he's like, they're about she's to start like making up against out. a wall and he puts he's his like, hands on either side of her head. It's very sexy. Oh, yeah, he's, he's about he to, like. And he starts kissing her and yeah. she turns off the light and he turns the light back on. Because he has a, because <laughs> it's literal light bulb moment. He realizes, he's like, okay, if I didn't give you that CD player and Jeffrey is downtown and I knew two nights ago, because when he went to the club, yeah. that he was out of CD players, it came from someone else. Right. And she's like, okay. And he's like, that means I probably busted the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. So we cut to... The school. The school. And the janitor, Albert, is with the trophies and so i can't remember who breaks in to to to, to catch him with the trophies is it, is it it's jeffrey that's right jeffrey walks in and, and he's like those are my brothers those trophies. are my brother's Don't trophies and he, and this is where we find out that the janitor played with his brother and wasn't very good oh, he call, also jeffrey by the way calls him albert he has this way of saying him, his name like okay and he albert. uses the inappropriate the slur word to again, him again. Yes. but i do feel Bad for Jeffrey here because he's basically like, it was you. He's like, you're not, and you're still not very good at basketball because I've been watching you. I'm here all the time. I knew you were the one stealing things, but I didn't say anything. But then you decided to pin it on me. Me, and now I'm going to. So now I'm going to tell everybody. Although I feel like there's a bit of a classism thing with with Jeffrey that's very unnecessary here. He's like, you don't know what, he's like, oh, I bet you thought that. I wouldn't get out. You don't know what it's like to have a rich dad, do you, Albert? Like, yeah, he's kind of a... And this is like, or you're like, oh, I liked you, Jeffrey, well, but you're being a dick again. Well, because he was kind of a jerk to Albert anyway. Yeah. But, of course, Albert is apparently a terrible person. So the janitor snaps and starts chasing him, and they, they fall down the stairs as they're running yeah, after each other. Yeah, he was going to hit him other. with the trophy. Yeah, he's trying to hit him with the trophy. And, and they run into... And he calls him Kyle. He's like, you'll, you'll pay for this, Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. And he's like, I'm um, not Kyle. And this is when Hanson breaks in. That's why I was, I was trying to get the, the order right here. But Hanson breaks in and saves the day. He's basically like, you know, oh, he's mad he didn't get the trophy. So basically the, the janitor's mad that he wasn't good enough to get well, you know, all the trophies. It's, and... it's not even mad. So this whole thing happens where Hanson has his gun drawn on him. And then in the middle of the gym, he like starts freaking out. He like screams no. Yeah. We hear in the background the like cheering booze and cheering. Yeah. And that basically... Because of Kyle, he had to be on the bench, and and they always got the girls, yeah. and he didn't. And I, I had a thing written down that do we think that Albert is mentally ill? I wonder if it's like I, PTSD trying, or trying, something. But from what? From playing basketball? It's not from being PTSD. bullied. I don't know. No, because I don't think he was bullied. He yeah. just wasn't good. But he, because he he uses this word with him all the time. And he's a janitor. Not nothing against being a janitor, but I do wonder if maybe there is some sort of like they're they're trying to make us assume that there's like some kind of a mental handicap, perhaps, or yeah. like a spec. You know, maybe he's on the autism spectrum. He does kind of he, read he, autistic. He kind of looks to the side, but again, because it's the eighties, the way he's acting it, I'm not sure what they're going for. And he makes me feel, like, super uncomfortable, but... Because he's all wrapped up in this old high school thing, like, I they didn't get the girls, and I wouldn't sit on the bitch. And, like, this yeah. whole situation, like, totally freaks him out, and 
it's it's odd. And of course he was the one who was leaving the roses for Chadwick and yeah. everything too. I, I don't I don't I don't know what they're trying to what we are supposed to imply about him. Just that he's he's got this obsession. I don't know it was like obsessive disorder. Anyway, let's not go to popcorn psychology twice in one podcast. I just here, was but, trying to figure out what they were um, trying to because they use that word in the beginning, but I don't know if that's just him being a jerk. I think it's kind of Jeff being a jerk and and trying to set. I think it's really trying to to set up the red herring of Jeff. I guess so. I think as much as anything else. Although he does mention here about I, I don't remember where it's he mentions he wants to wanted to ask out Chadwick. Um, yeah, it's right here because of course now he knows that. Hanson's a cop, and Hanson has got... He's right, like, the hots for Chadwick. okay, Jeff? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's like, sorry, I wasn't really stalking her. I was just trying to get up the nerve to ask her out on a date. Which, again, I'm like, you are a student. <laughs> You're not... Don't, that's not how that's gonna although, go. maybe you should say yes, because who knows, but... Yeah. Anyway, so the scene ends with him grabbing a basketball and shooting it and saying, this one's for you, Kyle. Again, sort of like... Oh, and he uh, also offers Springsteen tickets to Hanson. Ah, yeah, so there's a Springsteen So that, that's his, like, yeah. I know people, I know you listen to the boss. Or of whatever. course, of course, yeah. Hanson would listen to Springsteen, because, duh. Um, <laughs> and, of course, he swishes it, because that's how it goes. Um, last commercial break. So the sort of stinger scene at the end is... Um, she's two cars trying to get into one space in Aoki... Pokes his head cars. out and says, "Hey, lizard brain, get out of the way!" He like yells at the other because he's, he's he's clearly late for his exam. Aoki is in one car, and he tries to park, and this other guy's up in the park. He yells at that guy. Yeah. He says, "Do you have a driver's license or something?" Yeah. Parks, goes. Oh, in. I forgot the driver's license. They yeah. tell him where he needs to go for his oral test. He's like, oral test, oral test. And yeah. He walks in. And he's, he's like, like real. He's nervous. like chanting like municipal code things and. We see the guy has the paper over his face, and he's like, Harry Truman Aoki. And he's like, yep, that's me. Puts it down. It's the same guy from the car. And he's, right. and he picks up, and he goes, my driver's license. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, we're to assume that. I thought that bit was kind of stupid, screwed. so I just kind of glossed over yeah. it. But, yes. I, and he there. really, that actor, like, really is, like, into the way he says my driver. He looks like a serial killer. <laughs> well, it's his one scene. He's really wanting to but sell it. I was it. like, well, poor Aoki. I guess he's not going to. And I guess it's not really the last scene, because the last scene is we see a flower, and then it's the same kind of flower, of course, which is creepy, by the way. And it's Hanson with the flower coming to say hi to Chadwick, and now that Chadwick knows that he's of age, they can, of course, do the deed. Well, he, like, knocks on the door, and and he asks her, like, if they want to go out. She's like, let's stay in, and they go in her apartment. And it's gross. clear what's, what's going to happen which, now. Which, like, but... he lied, okay, he lied to her. But to be fair, it was his job. But still, if I were her, I'd be like, I need to stay away from. I'd quit my job first of all. <laughs> like I'd be finding some other job. Too much student petting going on, and also apparently you're too irresistible to be a high school teacher. I guess. Lord have mercy. Um, Beer flavored nipple nipples. I guess. <laughs> Burr flavored nipples. Um, so okay, we'll wrap up this semi long episode uh, with. Our favorite 80s-ness. I don't know that... I don't really have a Oh, Okie Dokie count. There was one. Yeah, I think the Okie Dokies get worse as time moves along, I think, is what's going to happen or, here. Or there's just not that many of them, but it just felt that way to me when I watched it originally. My favorite 80s-ness was 
the girl in the club with her giant giant hair. hair, and then there's the crimped hair, and then there's a girl who has somehow even bigger hair. It almost feels like a it's, joke. No, it's like huge. Yeah. like even for eighties, huge. I loved it. I was like, that's that hair is my is my eightiesness. And I feel like this isn't really an eighties thing, but I, I I like Jeffrey's character as a as it was written. Not necessarily. I still I'm sort of ambivalent about him as a as a if he were a real person, how I would feel about him. But he's complicated, which I like. Because he doesn't fit into... Because most of the characters we've seen so far have been pretty stock. Yeah. Like, they're just one thing or another. And it's just what it is. Yeah. Um, well, like, I like I think it's a good idea to... Like, a comparison between Jeffrey and Kenny. Oh, yeah. Like, Kenny is just the worst. Yeah. And Jeffrey... I mean, I don't like what he calls yeah albert he is kind of an a-hole but then sometimes i think he's funny and like i can see and it may just be that jeffrey blake is that good of an actor i don't know because he usually plays characters kind of like this so i don't know Mm -hmm. but you can see how he got to be what he is oh and we also find out i don't think we mentioned this when he's talking to hansen and then hansen's like what about the other stuff that you sell is it hot and he's like no i buy it all and he's yeah. like why and he's like why not so he sells things that he's, he's bought, bought just, just because he kids. can yeah yeah he's, it's 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 fun, honestly that's yeah. probably just a i'm spending daddy's money because daddy's because he hates dad yeah which makes sense also a uh, distinct lack of judy in this episode which was upsetting to me since that no Since, eye candy for me. Yeah, I mean... I mean, it's just are, so sad. I mean, you're not... What do I have to look at? You're not gonna lust after Peter Delaware. Well, you can look at me. Well, of course. But I'm not on the... I'm not... But that would distract me from my job of watching the oh, show. Oh, I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, or you, you probably listen Peter to us. you Peter DeLuise as much as I do. You'll, you'll learn to that, love I, him. No one can love Peter DeLuise as much <laughs> as she does. Well, I don't know. I don't even know if Peter Delos' wife listen, loves him as much listen, as you do. Listen, I will preface this by saying, Peter Delos is married, his wife is lovely, it's fine. I'm mar- We're married, it's it's fine. I'm, I'm not upset about it, it's fine. Alright, you've probably listened to us yammer on long enough, so uh, if you if you like all of this, uh, this chattering, um, feel free to subscribe and otherwise... Um, leave us comments. Leave us I would. Comments. Lo- I'd love to hear what you think. What what you'd like to hear more of or less of, or uh, if you have any ideas for fun bits that we could do that would make your life. We definitely better. are thinking about having after school specials, which will be shorter episodes about different things. And yeah, just we're definitely going to have a YouTube channel, so it'll it, it's going to be fun. So I hope you're having fun with us. We're having fun doing it. So we'll probably keep yammering at it, even if we're the only ones who listen to it. So. Okie dokie. Uh, Okie dokie. Thanks for listening. And you're going to learn something when we meet you on the pod.